0: Now it's time for Letter to Hong Kong, which this week comes from Joseph Lee, legislator representing the Healthcare Services Functional Constituency. This programme is a personal view programme. Dear Sophania, how's your summer holiday? This summer, Hong Kong has been overwhelmed by a strong outbreak of seasonal influenza, and the search has been continued till now. Though the situation in the past two weeks seems to be steadying, our public hospital has been facing continuous critical challenges during the peak of this summer surge. Bad occupancy of most public hospitals has been reaching their new height. The medical wards of these hospitals are having a record high occupancy figure of over 120%. It is also reported that some of the patients have to wait up to eight hours before seeing a doctor, and those who are to be admitted have to queue up for another 15 hours, after receiving initial treatments in the accident and emergency department. As a matter of fact, seasonal influenza has become an endemic in the past years. However, it is rather disappointed that the hospital authorities seems to be remained underprepared and, as usual, only able to take a reactive approach to manage the summer surge until the situation turns into a crisis. Obviously, this year's flu outbreaks, once again, further exposed the ineffectiveness and inadequacy of the hospital authority. Looking back in March of the last year, an endemic of flu outbreaks flooded the public hospital systems during the winter surge. At that time, the Association of Hong Kong Nursing Staff forwarded a series of recommendations to the Chief Executive of Hong Kong requesting the government to earmark additional resources and contrive exceptional measures to support the already overloaded frontline healthcare staffs so as to resolve the crisis and help addressing staff's frustrations. These recommendations include flexible allocation of internal resources, speeding up the recruitment of part-time staff, streamlining of the special honorarium scheme, reducing unnecessary clinical paperwork, Suspension of all the hospital accreditation activities, expanding service capacity of the general outpatient clinics, and triaging non-urgent patients to general practitioners in the community. Nevertheless, there is no evidence that the hospital authorities had adopted any of these suggestions. A year later, that is this year, the winter surge returned as a summer flu outbreak. What the hospital authority has been doing is, again, a classic knee-jerk response, additional bets, without extra manpower. Such reactive approach not only ending up with more patients queuing up in the accident and emergency department and over hospital wards, but also generates unresolved frustrations among the already overloaded frontline healthcare staffs. In an attempt to help resolving such pressing situation, the association once again made an appeal to the SAR government to urge her to implement all possible strategies to rectify the crisis. Shortly, it's noted that the hospital authority finally announced a contingency plan to address the summer flu outbreak. Interestingly, some of the measures adopted as contingency are simply mirroring the submission that the Association made last year. It is indeed astonished to see that such risk management approach used by the hospital authority to deal with the endemic seasonal influenza outbreak could be an effective one. Ostensibly, the hospital authority has never learned from experience. As flu outbreaks become an expected recurring annual incident, the Hospital Authority should be able to instigate proactive and precautionary strategies to stop such crises repeatedly challenging our public hospital systems. In the long run, to help easing the flu crisis, the Hospital Authority has to concentrate its human resources in the provision and delivery of healthcare services. Instead of overloading frontline staff with excessive documentations in endless procedural activities, that related to hospital accreditation. Besides, establishing nurse-led clinics and clinical pharmacy in the general outpatient clinics can increase its service capacity and, in turn, help triaging some of the non-emergency attendees of the accident emergency departments. Hopefully, the hospital authority could able to sustain these measures so that the next flu outbreak could not become another chaos. On the other hand, looking from another perspective, the SAR government should also be liable for the crisis as well. Under the existing so-called direct-track system, the government do encourage patients to seek medical consultation from private sectors. However, at the same time, this year, budgeted 57 billion to the hospital authority and pledged that 200 billion has been earmarked for 10-year public hospital development projects. Such contradictory policy creates a public expectation that the government aims to continuously expanding and improving public hospital services. As a result, ironically, it invites more patients using public hospitals and above for attending accident and emergency departments. Looking forward, the government should not only review the ineffective organisation and bureaucratic structures of the hospital authority but also have the determination to reposition the health policy of Hong Kong, that is shifting from a treatment-focused model to a health centre model, and to balance the resources allocations between primary, secondary and tertiary level care. Keep enjoying your summer. Love, Uncle Joe.